check. Hey, everybody. Good evening. How are we feeling? Okay. All right. You guys ready for Ultimate Frisbee tonight? Awesome. Good deal. Well, hey, we're glad you guys are here. And uh, welcome to Genesis. My name is Mike, and I'm the pastor here in, uh, at Genesis we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you came through the door tonight that you felt comfortable and invited. And I also hope that you came with an open heart because you've been prayed and prepared for it. And so we are glad that you are here. Tonight we are concluding our series, Fake News, which has been incredible. Just an overview of the last three weeks, we've talked about the myth that Christianity is exclusive We've talked about the myth that Christianity solves all of your problems. Uh, we've talked about the myth that Christianity is, uh, uh, Christianity is anti-intellectual. And then so tonight, to finish this series off, we're going to tackle the myth that Christianity teaches the same thing as every other religion. And uh, when I was flipping through my notes earlier, I got this paper cut. And so there's like blood all over my, <laughs> all over my notes. So... Um, Think of that as you will. Okay. Uh, this is an important conversation because uh, this is becoming more and more of a topic of discussion due to the fact that as time goes on and technology advances, uh, 21st century Americans, so us, we as 21st century Americans are becoming more aware uh, now than ever that much of the world is just as educated and cultured and, uh, and advanced as we are. And the world has gotten smaller because of the internet, because of social media. And so the blinders have come off. And we are able to see the world and learn about the world in a way that is unprecedented in history. And so people are starting to realize, wow, just, just, be, you know, just because I believe what I believe doesn't mean somebody else does. Not everybody believes what I believe. And just because I, I live in the South just because uh, my grandma used to drag me to church, just because I say prayers over meals, doesn't mean that I'm a Christian. And it also doesn't mean that I have to be a Christian. Information about what other people believe is, is readily available. It's a, it's a Google search away a, a, or a conversation away. And so it's easy to think, okay, well, there are smart people who are Muslim. There are smart people who are Hindu. There are smart people who are uh, who are. Buddhist, and, and so why do I know for sure that Christianity is the right one? And before you know it, Christianity gets lumped right in with every other world religion, and then is believed to teach the same thing as the rest of them. And I mention Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism right along with Christianity because those four are the top four religions in the world, and those are the ones that are believed to all teach the same thing. And so what I want to do tonight is to first paint the problem as we've been doing this month, um, and then go from there. And, and like I said last week, this topic is a little is a little heavy, just like last week's was, and so uh, feel free to, to talk back to me tonight. Let me know that you're following me, um, and, uh, and let me know that I'm making some sense, okay? You are free to do that. So I believe tonight we're going to see even more clearly who Jesus is and why he's so important. So let's pray, and then we will jump into this. God, I thank you so much for, for bringing us here tonight. God, I thank you that uh, you sent your son to die for us, to make a way for us, and that makes all of this possible. 
And so God, I pray that you would meet us here tonight, that you would fill us with your spirit, fill this room with your spirit, and that you would have your way in here tonight. And we pray, God, just like I said last week, that every seat in here represents a story and a soul. And so God, I pray that tonight is a little speck in that story. We trust you with it. In Jesus' name, everyone said together, amen. Awesome. So this past, this past November, we did a, a series here at Genesis called No Doubt About It, where we talked about doubt and how to overcome doubt and handle doubt in your walk with Christ. And out of curiosity, before that series started, I put on my Instagram story uh, one of the, what is the question, what, what are they called? They're just questions? I thought they had like an actual, a question button. Okay, I put that, I put one of those on my Instagram story and just to, just to see what kind of answers I would get. And I asked a question, something like, what kind of doubt have you experienced in your walk with Jesus or, or why do you doubt Christianity? Something like that. And I didn't share the answers. I kept the answers anonymous. But one response that I did get said something along the lines of Christianity is hard to believe because it teaches the same thing as every other religion. And that, like I said earlier, has become a very common thought. But the interesting thing about that statement is that statement is not really an argument for other religions. It's, it's mostly an argument against religion as a whole. Now, why, why believe Christianity when Buddhism and Hinduism and Islam, they all teach the same thing? All right, I'll just believe whatever I want, if anything. And it doesn't really make a difference because they're all the same. You know, they're just one of the, the many ways to God that we're all on different paths headed to the same destination. And I get it. People, people want to be open-minded. And there's nothing wrong with being open-minded. I think as Christians, we should be open-minded. But it's true that you can be so open-minded that your brains fall out. And so before I even get into why Christianity doesn't teach the same thing as every other religion, we have to start with the belief that all religions teach the same thing. And for time's sake tonight, we'll make it simple. Frankly, that is just not true. You might think, well, you know, Christianity and Hinduism and Islam and Buddhism, they all have similar teachings on morality and good versus evil. Well, sure, but they also disagree on God, heaven, hell, and salvation, which if you ask me is they're very top tier important issues. And so no, not all religions are the same. We are not on different paths headed to the same destination. We are on very different paths using different transportation all desiring very different outcomes. Think about it this way. If I said to you, hey, let's, uh, let's go next door to the worship center. How would we get there? We'd walk, right? It'd be silly not to walk. We'd walk. If I said to you, hey, let's go down, to, uh, let's go down the street. Wow, that's a big blood spot on this one. Um, if I said to you, hey, let's go down to the Chick-fil-A in Somerville. How would we get there? We'd probably drive, yeah. Um, especially in this heat. Um, all right, so if I said to you, this is a big one. If I said to you, okay, let's go to California. Oh, California, California's great. Um, how would we get there? Well, well, hold on. You got some options now. Okay, you got some options. One, Driving is a possibility. Flying is a possibility. You can also take a train. 
You got some options. Now, what if I, uh, well, think about that for a second. The, here's the issue with saying all religions are the same, headed to the same location. doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Here's the problem with that. That is saying the destination is California. Oh, yeah, as long as we end up in California, it's fine. We'll take any way we can to get there. But what if I said to you, okay, let's go to the moon. Now how would we get there? Well, you can't walk, you can't drive, you can't fly, and you can't take a train. There's only one way to the moon, and it's with what? A rocket, or I said someone say a spaceship, absolutely. When people say that every religion is the same, they're assuming the destination is California, reachable in many ways. But really the destination is the moon. And every religion believes it has the rocket. Every religion believes that it has the way to get the answer. But when you look at the beliefs of the different religions, there are very foundational differences. And Christianity specifically contains much that separates it from the pack and makes it incredibly different than the rest in, in amazing ways. And so what I want to do is move into what those differences are. And uh, I'm going to give you three, three major differences tonight that set Christianity apart. The first difference that makes Christianity different is faith-based salvation. Faith-based salvation. Let's take a look at Titus 3. Uh, we're gonna, it'll be on the screen. There, there, these uh, same truths, by the way, that we're going to read tonight, they are found throughout Scripture. I just really love the way Paul says it in Titus. This is what it says. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that, being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And I want you to pay special attention to something here because these verses, they spell out the gospel so plainly for us they spell out one of the, the, the main reasons that Christianity is different than every other religion. We see in verse three that we were once sinners, dead in our sin, right? We know that. We are dead in our sin, slaves to various things. But then comes verse four. In verse four, we see that, that Jesus uh, comes onto the scene. Where, where it says that Jesus is like the personification of the goodness and kindness of God. When he came to earth, he saved us. And not because of something we did, but because of his mercy. And so now we are made right by his grace and we have eternal life. And so the gospel flips religion on its head. It reverses everything that all other religions teach. Religion says you do the right things and then you'll be saved. Religion says that we are saved by our works done in righteousness. Religion says I obey, therefore I am accepted. The gospel flips all of that on its head. The gospel flips all of that around. The gospel says, you are saved, now go do the right things. The gospel says that I am accepted, therefore I obey. There's a, a book by David Platt that was 
really popular about 10 years ago called Radical. And he, he told this story about an interaction that he had in Indonesia. And I want to read it to you. It's not long. So just, I'm going to read it slowly. Just listen. I remember sitting outside a Buddhist temple in Indonesia. Men and women filled the elaborate, colorful temple grounds where they daily performed their religious rituals. Meanwhile, I was engaged in a conversation with a Buddhist leader and a Muslim leader in this particular community. They were discussing how all religions are fundamentally the same and only superficially different. We may have different views about small issues, one of them said, but when it comes down to essential issues, each of our religions is the same. Which we've already talked about that, right? Really, they're not. I listened for a while and then they asked me what I thought. I said, it sounds as though you both picture God or whatever you call God at the top of a mountain. And it seems as if you believe that we are all at the bottom of the mountain. And I may take one route up the mountain, you may take another. And in the end, we all end up in the same place. They smiled as I spoke. Happily, they replied, exactly, you understand. Then I leaned in and said, now let me ask you a question. What would you think if I told you that the God at the top of the mountain actually came down to where we are? What would you think if I told you that God doesn't wait for people to find their way to him, but instead he comes to us? They thought for a moment and then responded, that would be great. I replied, let me introduce you to Jesus. Christianity is the only religion where God didn't have to work his way or man didn't have to work his way to God. God came to man. In Christianity, man didn't have to come to God. God came to man. And not only did, did God uh, come to man, he came as a man. And not only did he come as a man, he came as this little baby in humility that had to grow up. And not only did he come as this little baby, but he came to die for his people. The love and humility that Jesus displayed for us is just insanely different. If you missed that, look at this. This is basically what David Platt said in picture form. With religion, man works his way to God. But the gospel says God worked his way to man. Because of Jesus, we don't have to scratch and claw our way up the mountain. We don't have to work and strive our way up there because God came down the mountain for us. Every other religion has their keys to success in the afterlife, and they all require human works. Buddhists have eightfold path. Muslims believe good works will do the job. Hindus have four different ways that all include human works. And so when every other religion is saying do, Christianity is the only one saying done. So when you are forced to rely on your works to save you, here's the problem with that. You die with your fingers crossed hoping that you did enough to get into whatever's next. With Jesus, you don't have to worry about that. If you have put your faith in him, your salvation is sealed and secured. You don't have to work your way to God. God came to you. Here's reason number two that Christianity is different. Christianity is set apart because no other religion's leader claimed to be the son of God. Jesus claimed to be the son of God. And so this means that Jesus was not just a good moral teacher. People don't just claim to be the son of God. And so as the old saying goes, he was either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. And it's up to us to decide how we see him. But he was far more 
than a good moral teacher. Because if Jesus came just to teach us morals, then morals probably would have done something for our salvation, but they don't. We talked earlier about how morality is the same uh, and similar across all religions. That's true. But in Christianity, they do nothing to save you. They are not a prerequisite for your salvation. They are a product of your salvation. And so either Jesus is the son of God or he's not. But if he is who he says he is, then everything he did suddenly becomes very real and very critical. And I would venture to say it becomes even life or death. The third reason is this. Christianity is set apart because of the resurrection. Set apart because of the resurrection. This is good news tonight. 1 Corinthians 15, 14, it says this. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. In other words, if there is no resurrection, there is no celebration. Every other religion's leader has died and stayed dead. Ours didn't. He's alive. And this makes him truly the way, not not a way to God, but the way to God, the truth, the life. There's salvation found in nobody else. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And his humility to come to earth, his sacrificial death and his victorious resurrection, that's what sets Christianity apart. There is nobody like Jesus. So tonight we're gonna, we're gonna respond by taking communion. And, and we do communion because Jesus commanded us to. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And so when we take communion, this is a, a celebration of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. I had a conversation a while back with somebody who uh, we were talking about the fact that the word communion is not in a lot of Bible translations. Uh, it's, it's usually called like the Lord's Supper. And uh, somewhere along the way, apparently people started calling it communion. And uh, we were saying, you know, because of what communion is, because of what the bread and juice mean, man, that's a fitting name because it allows us to have communion with God, a relationship with God. And so as we talk about what sets Christianity apart tonight, Let's remember who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And so I want to invite the band to come back up. We get a chance tonight to celebrate that we didn't have to work our way to God, but God instead came to us. And so I would encourage you as the band kind of gets settled in to take a moment, get your heart right before the Lord. Thank him for what he's done. Thank him for the fact that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. That we're not, in, we're not in a faith that it requires us to work and strive our way to God, but instead, God came down the mountain to us. And so take a moment and do that. When you're ready, you can come up, take a piece of bread, dip it in the juice, and eat. Let me pray. God, again, I thank you for the beautiful truth that sets us, sets us apart sets you apart, God, that you didn't make us work our way to you. God, you loved us so much that while we were still sinners, you made a way for us. You came down the mountain. You worked your way to us. And God, you came in humility. You came in love. But God, you resurrected in power. And that that sets you apart, Jesus. There is nobody like you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
And God, you gave us this hope of eternal life. So God, I thank you that you really are the son of God, that your claims to be the son of God are true. And that makes everything you did real and valuable and critical to our lives. And also thank you, God, for the resurrection. That you didn't stay dead, that you're very much alive in us and through us and in the world. So God, I pray right now for anybody in here that might have been wrestling with, man, why do I even believe Christianity? Why do I even believe these things when it's so similar to all these other religions? If I'd have been born somewhere else, would I still believe this? God, I pray tonight that their eyes would be open. The Holy Spirit, you would come in here, open ears, open eyes to what sets Jesus apart from the rest. I pray that you'd have your way in here tonight, Jesus. We love you. In your name, amen.